Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. We'll talk about unemployment here in just a few minutes. But before we do that and get started in today's uh, looking at the markets, let's remember that uh, when it comes to your portfolio and your retirement, there are some things that you and I can't control, but you got to be willing to take a look at it first. That's why we developed our core retirement design. Folks, listen, you need to know how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And if you don't, that can be a problem. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Do it right now before you get forget. And we'll be with Dave here coming up next. Point seven Light FM, Sia is there. Morning Dave is here too. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. And it's time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you today. By and large, it's a relatively cheerful day, everything else being equal. Let's check in with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services and find his take on the matter. Philip, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, you know, we... Uh... Finished up the day yesterday in the green ink, which is always good. And the question is, can we continue that today? Um, and the talk is that, uh, you know, yesterday we broke a three-day losing streak in the Dow. And so hopefully we can continue that. And I, and I think at least right now it looks like we will. It does. Uh, yeah, I, I would term yesterday kind of a uh, kind of a tepidly green day, but it was green. Dow was up by uh, about 60 points. Standard & Poor's was up by 12. NASDAQ was up by 50. And, you know, like you were saying, it was a green ink and it broke a losing streak. And the indications are early this morning. We got another day a little bit like that coming on today. And uh, the reports that we've got in coming in out of the economy all are showing some sorts of indications that maybe our financial woes and our economic woes are starting to at least level off. I mean, we don't have positive numbers, but they're less negative than we expected. And that little trend started yesterday morning when you got to look at the pending home sales number, right? Yeah, the pending home sales um, number came in yesterday after you and I got done. Um, and, and let's just give some context here, because the month before, they were down almost 9%. Uh, the expectation was for them to be down another 3%. They, uh, they did a little better than that. They were down, but they were down by 1%. So it maybe, just maybe, we're seeing at least a little bit of a leveling off right now uh, in uh, pending home sales. Absolutely. And that's good news just for what the housing market is capable of doing for the economy as a whole. And like I said, it's not good news, but it's less bad news than expected. And we'll take it. Uh, the word soft landing starts coming into mind. And that's something we all would love to be able to see. Start out the morning with the government data dump this morning. And this is the earth-shaking number that we were watching before. Second quarter gross domestic product. This is the second reading on it. They don't finalize it until they do three readings. They expected it uh, to go down eight-tenths of a percent, according to mine. That would be the second quarter in a row with negative GDP numbers, which defines as a recession. It's still negative, but the second reading has it going down to only six-tenths of a percent contraction last quarter. Once again, indications of at least a leveling off, and that that's good news as well. It, it is good news. My expectation was... Uh wasn't quite the same as yours. Uh, my the economists that I follow were expecting a half a percent decline, uh, but still a six percent decline is 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 better. 
than that. So that was good in terms of GDP starting to fall some. So, um, you know, we, we continue to watch that. And, and we still have one more reading, right? We got the September reading that'll come out and that will kind of be the final one for the second quarter. And that'll give us a, a indication of what's happening in the economy. And there's not a fault, and there's not a small number of Democrats that are hoping the trend going from a one percent drop to a six tenths percent drop. Uh, the Democrats are all praying it'll come out to zero, so then they can stand up and say, "See, there's no recession, right?" Uh, exactly, and so uh, that's <laughs> obviously what they're praying for, and because uh, that would help them. And you and I were talking the other day, you start really wondering whether or not the numbers get cooked during an election year a little bit. You saw that on the uh, layoff numbers that you found from a private source that uh, really don't seem to be uh, being backed up by the jobless claims number. The other usual Thursday number we come out with is initial jobless claims. We were at 250,000 last week. They were expecting that number to go up to 252,000 this week, which squares at least a little bit with what that private Report you had in earlier this week said no. They went down to two hundred and forty-three thousand. It looks like the employment market, according to the government numbers, anyway, is pretty much acting like a normal full employment market with a normal sifting and winnowing. And it doesn't really add up with the private numbers that you shared. No, it re really doesn't. And, and you're right. That was um, not uh, not as expected, but it, it is. You know, it's when you get to these numbers that we're seeing right now, that there's just not much uh, give and take in there. And, and you're going to see that uh, over time is that people switch jobs and get tired of where they're at and decide to file for unemployment claims. And companies will, you know, decide that, hey, now's not the time for new employees. Let's lay some folks off. That's the normal course of business. Yeah, the, the rule of thumb I've always heard is about a quarter million is the normal sifting and winnowing number that takes place in a normally functioning employment economy. So uh, really, again, we go to that term soft landing. Uh, yes, the number of unemployment claims has gone up considerably, but it's gone from being an overheated employment market to a normal employment market. And if that's what we call a recession, well, yes, it's defined as such, but it's a soft landing that a whole lot of us just looking out for the good of the country would be real happy to see. Well, that, that's true. And and we talk about soft landings, and, and our hope is that we'll see a soft landing. Uh, but, you know, and I hate to throw water on your fire, but um, so here's the deal that I'm looking at is we still have more interest rate hikes. Mm -hmm. And that's going to put the, pressure on our economy. And that leads us into the... Uh, the, the real market mover for this week, and it's going to be when uh, Jerome Paulson stands up and gives a speech tomorrow morning at the end of their two-day Jackson Hole Summit, where a whole bunch of bigwigs and big brains in the economy meet at a place that most of us couldn't afford to meet, discuss what to do to us, and uh, then Paulson tells us what the mood is tomorrow morning. Uh, there's not very many rumors that come out early on that, but my tip sheets are saying that his tone of voice when he talks tomorrow morning is going to be the real market mover. Nobody expects him to say we're going to stop doing interest rate increases. Pretty much what I said the other day, the beatings will continue until morale improves. But if he sounds stern and he sounds resolute about interest rate increases continuing until he sees viable change uh, right away, uh, that's going to have kind of a market-moving impact tomorrow, I suspect. 
Yeah, I think so too. You know, they're going to look at that. They're going to read through the lines and interpret it and make their, their choices. At least the traders will tomorrow. And so that will be, uh, that's going to be how we end the week also, Dave. And that uh, could be good, could be bad. Yeah, this is going to be one of the rare times if a government official smiles when he says something, things will go up. If he's got a stone face, straight look, uh, we can expect things to tank. I mean, they're going to be taking everything it all the way down to body language and uh, twitches on the corners of his mouth to decide whether or not this means we're going to get really whacked or whether they're going to take it easy on us. That, that's so true. Yep, that, you're right. And uh, all eyes will be on them tomorrow. Uh, absolutely. And on the video of what he's doing, because like I said, body language may count for a lot. At the end of earnings season, I've been kind of uh, postulating for a while that the fewer discounters have been generally doing pretty well. Then comes Dollar Tree, and they put out a report I gather wasn't such good news, was it? Well, Dollar Tree actually, for their quarter numbers, wasn't, was okay. Um, they had a better than expected profit for the quarter, and revenue wasn't great, but it was in line with what everybody expected. Here's what's hurting Dollar Tree this morning, is that they came out and cut their full-year earnings forecast. Um, they're having a lot of issues with you know, pricing related investments when it comes to their family dollar store. And we've talked about that. They've talked about that before, that that family dollar store uh, that, that Dollar Tree bought a while back is, is problematic. And so there is some indication that they'll start to, to, you know, get that thing off of their balance sheet, whether they start to sell some of it off or just close those stores and do something different with those. Um, I kind of I kind of got the feeling over the last couple of quarters for Dollar Tree that eating family dollar is kind of giving them a case of indigestion, isn't it? It, it really is. And if you think about family dollar, it's more like a dollar general, right, than, mm -hmm. than Dollar Tree is. So it, it is kind of a different marketplace, but it's got Dollar Tree trading down this morning seven and three quarters percent. Now, it was kind of giving me the impression it wasn't a great quarter. No, it was a good quarter, but the future doesn't look as bright, huh? Exactly. Exactly. So, All right. um, so let's just keep going with retailers here for a little bit. Uh, Dollar General is the next one that reported. Uh, they had better than expected results for the quarter. Same store sales rose more than expected. So that was good for them. Um, they continue to, uh, you know, repurchase uh, shares. So they've increased that authorization. So that was good news. Um, you know, so they're, they've done all right. In, in that in that framework, Let's see. There's another are. shoe about to drop. I can tell. Well, I, I don't see it in my report when I'm looking at oh, it. No. I was trying to see what. Um, yeah, so it's based on. So what the analyst says is based on Dollar Tree cutting their full year forecast. Okay, that's it's, what's putting pressure on them. Yeah, I guess they're they're going down fast, and it's either they had bad news or it's a sector issue, right? Yeah, they're they're down two point three percent, but let's face it, they're they're pretty close to their fifty two week high. I mean, they're within twenty bucks of their fifty two week high. So, um, you know, right now they're at two forty one a share. So they can afford to lose a little bit on sector costs and not die for it. Yeah, yeah. So we've okay. got. Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch reported, and mm -hmm. they're taking a beating this morning uh, because they had an unexpected quarterly loss, and that was not expected. They were expected to have a profit, um, and they had lower than expected revenue numbers as well. Obviously, they've come in and cut their full year forecast. 
impacts of inflation are going to weigh heavy on them. You know, it's discretionary spending comes into play when we look at uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. So they're trading down a little over 12 and a half percent this morning. That's not good news. That's no. a store that's having some repositioning issues because they were so hot with the youngsters in the 80s and 90s, and they've kind of fallen out of vogue right now. So they're trying to reposition the store to be able to appeal to the Gen Z crowd now. And they're about halfway there, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, and they're really a, a nickel away from their 52-week low. Ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. All right, so I got a couple names for you that are, uh, let's just say they're really common names out there. And we've talked about this one for a little bit way back. Peloton, mm-hmm. the uh, exercise bicycle guys, they uh, they reported not good news for them. Uh, larger than expected loss. Revenue was less than expected. Um, they, they continue to say that 2023 will still be a challenging year for them. Um, just nothing good in their report. Uh, they're trading down uh, 12.8% this morning. Somebody was in really foul humor in their public relations department when they wrote those guidance numbers. <laughs> yeah, was it good? Hey, another popular name, at least in the business world, is Salesforce. Yes. Salesforce is a is a is a big deal. I mean, they're a CRM, a, a constant. Uh, you know, they they're there for for businesses to be able to follow their clients, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they came out and uh, cut their full year guidance. Now they had a better than expected quarter, which this is not unusual, right? We get a better expected quarter both on sales and profits. Then they come out and say, well. Economic uncertainty, we're cutting our full-year guidance. And then that puts pressure on the stock, right? So they're trading down 8% this morning. I'm seeing the guidance really being important this time for all of them. Got Uh, time for one more. I think guidance is the big deal this time. Um, So we got NVIDIA. NVIDIA, they reported, uh, they, uh, they missed estimates on both the top and bottom line. They said, look, gaming which is their main focus is is gaming business and and developing chips for that, you know, their weak demand, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, inflation takes those people out. That's discretionary spending. And so it's affecting them. They're trading down 2.4% this morning. Well, we're just all merry sunshine this morning. Let's go to where there's some good news in the process. Modest up day yesterday on the major indexes. 45 minutes before we open. How are we looking, Philip? You know, I'm going to say, Dave, that we are giving up a little bit this morning. Uh, The the futures are green, but they've been trailing down this morning. Uh, The Dow is up a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a little over a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up a half a percent. So um, there's green ink, but but it's not huge green ink. On the other side of the coin, commodities, we got silver uh, bouncing up, uh, uh, making a good day, up over $19 an an ounce again, up almost eight-tenths of a percent. Gold's up a little over a half a percent. And crude oil just went flat. Uh, $94.88 a barrel. That's a pretty substantial increase this month. I suspect the inflation figure this month, without you know, including uh, gasoline and energy, is not going to be very favorable, is it? No, it's really not. I noticed the gas station I pass every morning was up 10 cents a gallon. 
Yeah, it's turning around quickly. Overseas markets, Asian Rim and Europe, all positive. Uh, China announced some new stimulus measures for their economy. That made Hong Kong happy. It had a 3.5% increase at the close this morning. Europe is up fractionally on all the major indexes there. Keeping tabs on one's retirement is important. Watching it day-to-day will give a person ulcers. Takes a plan to get the risk out so that you know where you're going. How do I get a hold of you to find that plan, Philip? Dave, that's why we developed the core retirement design. Folks, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. We help you determine how much risk you have in your current portfolio and make sure it matches up with the amount of risk you need in your portfolio. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning to check into how the week is going to end up closing out. Philip, thank you so much. Do appreciate it. We'll see you then. All right. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you're having a great day. I look forward to joining us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.